into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Hey, Mitch! 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 Hey, All right. Well, I'm here today with Albert Diaz. You know, yeah. from, if you if you're listening to other programs on Geekly Radio, he was uh, a special guest on the WrestleMania version or, or edition of Knights of wrestling with uh juan and luis and uh i think you guys you did a great job you know gave great great input so i wanted to make sure you came on hey mitch i thought you know i'm important too <laughs> uh, thank you for having me i like that first podcast that was my very first one and this will be my second one. Oh, there you go i, I mean it's uh, do you listen to any other podcasts in general i actually just listened to a few episodes of hey mitch i like that uh <laughs> batman versus superman review you guys did oh yeah that was a that was a Huge conversation. And I had, had, did you watch Batman v Superman? I did actually. And how did you feel about it? It it was a good movie. I mean, it was it was off a little bit from the comics, but it, <laughs> I guess overall, like the effects being like a a, a one time movie to see. I guess yeah, it was it was pretty cool. See, I mean, that's I mean, obviously you you listened to what I had to say already, but uh, I, that's how I felt too. I felt like. If you read the comics, you knew where all these parts came from, but they didn't fit well in that movie, I didn't think. And then as a regular moviegoer, it had so much going on, and there was so, so much spectacle that it, it, it felt like you, had, you got your money's worth, and it was, it was enjoyable for you know, a part, right? Yeah, yeah, it was really enjoyable. It was a great movie to just watch probably one time, because it, otherwise it's too long to sit through for almost <laughs> three hours of the, that's, that's right. the <laughs> long, dark dialogue back and forth, and... Uh, could you could you imagine because they announced that the the director's cut on DVD could be four hours. The long. four hours, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm actually interested in seeing that rated R version that they were talking about. I can only imagine because what I've heard about the rated R version is that like uh, parts where uh, at the beginning when they did the the whole warlord scene and 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 Superman comes and saves Lois that that scene is a lot more brutal when the the mercenaries kill off all the the warlords like uh, henchmen. See, that scene was pretty brutal already, which was, it would be really cool if it was a lot more brutal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I could just I could just see it playing out as being a lot more uh, uh, headshots and yeah, yeah, it'd be pretty awesome. Wounds. Uh, that was you know that that's that's cool. I, I thought that um, Batman v Superman it it really does set up their world uh, for the DC extended universe. So. Um, if you're not happy with what what you saw in that one, I think there's going to be other movies that come out of it that that you're you're going to enjoy, but it's all going to have the same tone. Yeah, yeah, that's what it seemed like seeing uh, the cameos with uh, Aquaman coming out mm-hmm. and uh, Cyborg. It looked like it had a darker tone to all those other characters. Very much so. Yeah, especially uh, Aquaman. I wasn't sure if that was Roman Reigns or Aquaman that came out. <laughs> 
You know, I, I, I haven't been watching a lot of wrestling, uh, you know, as of late. But when I did see Roman Reigns, I'm like, that, is that what the look they're going for with Aquaman? Yeah, he, yeah. he definitely looks a lot like that. Either Roman Reigns or uh, Robert <laughs> Trujillo from Metallica. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's a very different look, I guess. You know, they definitely want to go for a different look with Aquaman because... Uh, though, as I read the comics, or I used to read the comics, I liked the way they portrayed Aquaman in the comics. But you know, as a more pop culture uh, icon or a pop culture entity, Aquaman usually is the butt of people's jokes. Yeah, he wears yeah. the the orange shirt and talks to fish and stuff. But he, he's a lot cooler in the comic books. I think. Yeah, and they kind of make fun of him on SpongeBob and stuff. <laughs> and he's got the short blonde hair, but now he's the darker version with the dark black hair. He definitely, he's he's a, he's a much darker version. They're obviously going for a more of a uh, barbarian king kind of look, like yeah. basically like how his, his Conan was, Jason Momoa's Conan. Yeah, it's basically Conan in the water. <laughs> so of those movies, which one are you probably most excited to see? Like Wonder Woman, Flash, Cyborg? Aquaman. I, I want to say maybe Flash would probably be pretty interesting. As we've seen from the show, it, it looks like it's going to be a really good movie. Yeah, you know, um, I think I think that's the one that you're going to get a lot of people, a lot more to people to come see because of the TV show, the, the popularity of the TV show. It's one of the, the higher rated, you know. It's also one of those TV. characters that usually stands out and most people recognize. It. It's recognizable, especially around the younger crowd. It, it's one of those mass characters that's, hey, you know, it... it <laughs> Kids will like him. <laughs> yes, Jeff, definitely. He's uh, a lot. Uh, he's he's up there with Spider Man, Batman, Superman in in the recognizable you know field. You know, uh, I, I imagine. I mean, that's the thing about DC. I think a lot a lot of their characters are very pop culture recognizable, like Wonder Woman and Aquaman and, and that. But Cyborg might be if you didn't watch the cartoons, you might not know who Cyborg is, right? And Cyborg might be recognizable from. Uh... For a lot of the younger crowd, because of Teen Titans, the Teen, Teen Titan cartoons, they, they've got Cyborg. Exactly. You know, I mean, that's very true. So, I mean, they, they do a good part in, in, in making their characters recognizable. But I think you're right with Flash. You know, it, uh, the only thing is that it's going to be so different from the TV show. Yeah. Because that's what, you know, that's what Zack Snyder, who's the, the person that's going to be kind of orchestrating the whole DCU or DCEU, has said that, you know, Grant Gustin is not the right fit for his his flash because uh you know it's not the right world it's not the same world yeah yeah and i i don't know who would be playing the flash actually for the flash movie do they have someone in yeah yeah already? yeah he showed up in 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 um that's the same guy who showed up in batman is that the guy they're gonna be using yeah his name's ezra miller he's uh he was in uh the perks of being a wallflower did you okay. happen to catch that movie yeah, I think I've heard of him. I haven't seen that movie. Okay, yeah. I mean, there's a few other movies that he's in. Um, can't think of them off the top of my head. But Oh, he was in Trainwreck with Amy Schumer as of recently. I don't know if you saw that or not. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's been in a few things. So uh, uh, it, it's. I think it was a very... Personally, for me, I think it was an off choice for, for Flash. But we'll see where they go. Yeah, yeah we'll see. <laughs> Uh, we were talking a little bit before, though, is that you have, you, you have a few TV shows that you like to watch. Yeah, there's a, there's a few. The, um, Fear the Walking Dead, the season premiere this last Sunday, I caught that. And how did you feel about the, the way that the season's going with Fear the Walking Dead? I like the approach that they're taking this season. I wasn't too sure. I was really unsure about last season. It took me a while before I caught up with the whole season and finished the whole thing. Because the first couple of episodes, I really wasn't into it. We're so used to the faster pace from the original Walking Dead TV series. So 
it took me a while to get into it, but now that I watched the first season through and now that I started watching the second season, it looks like it's going to be a lot better than what they first started out with. It, it seems like a better product that they're putting out. You know, I, I, I thought it was very interesting with the first season, with uh, especially with the, the main character of Travis. He's their, their Rick, basically their leader of their group. He, uh, you know, he's so different from Rick into the point where this is the beginning, where he wants to help people, and we know because we've watched The Walking Dead for so long that helping people is going to get you hurt for the most part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, and on this season premiere, you saw that right away they learned that people are bad. They turn people away. They don't <laughs> exactly. want to help those uh, that other group that they were talking to on the radio. Right, exactly. And he, uh, he's coming around to that. So he's like, my priority is to protect my family. So helping these other people means less resources for me, more uh, chances of someone I know getting hurt and stuff like that. So it's it's very interesting to see how quickly uh, their group is is escalating to the point that we see our group when Rick first wakes up from his coma and, and finds them. Yeah, it, it it was actually pretty interesting to see them go out onto the water too. That's a different approach that they haven't done on the original Walking Dead. We've we haven't seen them out on the water for very long, and this whole episode pretty much took place all on the water. You're right. I think that's that's going to be a very uh, uh, a key part of this season where you see a lot of people, a lot of, of stuff being done on water. I I know the next episode shows them looking at the beach a lot, but uh, I hope they get to stay on the water a lot. And I think that was a direct uh, choice by the the creative team of Fear the Walking Dead because uh, most people say just get on a boat. You can live on a boat for for however long you want, you know, and, and wait out the zombie apocalypse. Uh, I think. This is where they were trying to say, well, look, this is what would happen if you decided to get onto a boat. Do you do you particularly have a uh, zombie apocalypse plan if, in case it happens? You know what? I think my best bet would be either to get higher ground uh-huh. or on an island. <laughs> get as many supplies as you can. I think the unfortunate part about the, the Walking Dead universe is that everybody's already infected. So there's no way of like yeah. keeping yourself safe in that aspect. But it is to the point where you don't want to get chewed on an island would probably be a good idea yeah either way being infected you're going to turn one way or another <laughs> see i like I, I can never do better than than uh the plan in dawn of the dead i, I figure you just get to sam's club because there's <laughs> big heavy walls and all, all kinds of stuff to let you survive for a while <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a good choice sam's club <laughs> yeah. sam's club or costco yeah exactly you yeah. know you got lifetime supplies of everything yeah. right uh that's The Walking Dead. So, talking about that, how did you feel about the season finale this year with Negan showing up? I didn't like how it left you hanging. We yeah. didn't find out who got killed. If <laughs> someone actually did get killed, I'm, I'm assuming someone did. You mean exactly? We we don't. All we do is hear it, so you don't exactly know if someone actually dies. But I mean, most likely someone did, but you don't know because, and then you also don't know who it was, and I, and you hear that a lot from. Uh, from a lot of people, a lot of a lot of audience members were very upset about the fact that they uh, strung us along for that whole episode, waiting for someone to get killed, and, and it never happened. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, and the guy that played Negan—I don't know his name, but it's he, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. His per- portrayal is great. Do you do you read The Walking Dead in particular? Not very much of them. I've read a few of them. Yeah, but his portrayal is pretty good. It, it's it seemed like they had a great choice with that guy. Oh yeah, you know I've I've. Uh, I, I myself haven't read any of The Walking Dead, but uh, you know a lot of my friends have, and they, they a lot of them tell me about, about things that are going to happen or things that have happened and things that changed. And uh, yeah, I'd have to say with uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan cast as Negan, 
everything I've ever seen him in, I've I've liked. So I couldn't imagine this being any worse. Yeah. <laughs> did you Did you watch like uh, the, Did you watch Watchmen? You know, he's most yeah. Famous Watchmen. He was uh, the comedian. comedian, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he was also the Winchester's dad on Supernatural. I don't know if you watch Supernatural or not. I haven't started watching that show. I've been wanting to watch it. <laughs> well, they're, they're 11 seasons in, so you've yeah, got some yeah. catching up to do. If yeah, you I'm want. watching so many shows right now. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. What's uh, some of the other things that you're watching then? Uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah, okay, so the spinoff of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, I really like Breaking Bad, so yeah. I was I had high hopes for this show. And is it paying off? It is. It is. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. I, I personally have not watched all of Breaking Bad. You got to finish it. It's a great show. <laughs> you know that's what, and that's pretty much what everybody tells me. And I just, uh, I just have never gotten around to it because I didn't start it off. And I just, uh, I know it's all on Netflix now, but uh, I haven't got. I just haven't sat down and watched. And it it's only five reason. seasons, and after that fifth season, you just you want more. <laughs> they ended it at a good point because it left you wanting more. That, and that's what I've heard. Like a lot of people compare it to. Uh, Dexter to the point that um, you you don't have to where Dexter at a certain point started going down uh, this Breaking Bad uh, ended on the high note instead of ending after it jumped the shark right. so to say. I, I'm actually a big fan of Dexter and I actually heard that they were trying to bring that back. I actually I've heard the same thing I, I wouldn't mind. I actually liked all seven seasons, eight seasons of Dexter I think it was eight. Yeah. Yeah uh, did you did you watch the, the all the way to the end on that? I did, yeah. And how did you feel about the ending of that? It was a different ending. <laughs> I, it, I don't I don't know. It was it was it kind of threw me off. I didn't see Dexter as being a, a woodsy type of guy. <laughs> and I think that's uh, I think that's kind of what they were going for with that. The whole idea that uh, <laughs> his character died in the in the water in the storm that day, so he's he's become a whole new man, but he's obviously still fighting those urges. I saw that possibility of him being alone forever, but mm-hmm. I couldn't see him as a wilderness type of guy. <laughs> it, it was different to see him like that. You know, I, like like I said, I think it was I th- I appreciated the ending. I think a lot of people were upset with it because he he wanted he abandons his son, but he obviously leaves or leaves him with someone that would care about him. Uh, his his sister dies, even though he ended up kind of having. Uh, you know, or she had feelings for him, and they had feelings for each. other. I don't know how you ever put it, but but you know, she was. He, it was appropriate ending for him because even though you know he did bad things, you don't want him to get caught, and the and the idea of him dying is just means the the end of it. So, right here you go. You you might even get more show from it. Yeah, yeah, and they were talking about doing a either a spinoff show or starting from where they left off, where he was out. By himself in the wilderness, being a was like a logger, a logger, like lumberjack, yeah. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much doing what uh, Wolverine was doing on Origins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so you you've read you uh, did you did you read Origin or did you or are you just talking about uh, Wolverine Origins? I'm movie? talking about the movie. The movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> that's fine. You know, that, that's great. Um, what's uh, something that you're you're looking forward to in uh, the summer blockbusters this year? I'm looking forward to Civil War. Yeah, the start. That's basically the start of, yeah. of the summer, and you know, I think Civil a lot War of people are Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is, you know, how did you feel about this last trailer? I liked it with the Ballroom Blitz song playing in the background. It, it was pretty cool. <laughs> I definitely liked it better than the, the trailer before that with Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, I like Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody, but I just didn't think the, the song that played song well with the actually trailer. fit the trailer. <laughs> it, it was it was a different approach for a trailer, but I think that was probably the only trailer that song probably fit. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so you're excited about that? Are there any particular characters in that in Suicide Squad that you're looking forward to seeing up on the big screen? We've never seen Killer Croc on the big screen. That's very true. So, that's going to be interesting to see. I, I you know, and and for the idea that. We you've seen Deadshot, you know, in like Flash or Arrow, and you've seen uh, uh, even Captain Boomerang for that for that mo- for the most part. And who hasn't who hasn't seen cosplay of Harley Quinn in all her different iterations? Seeing Killer Croc on the big screen is going to be definitely a, a, a sight. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It, it, I hope they do something good with him, and it, he's not just like a background character the whole movie where. He doesn't get enough screen time because we've never seen him on any Batman films. So no, it's not a character that they. I, I imagine it's not a character they. Well, obviously, no one wouldn't want to take take a crack at him because his world was always realistic. based in the real world and stuff like that. And uh, you know, it, you've seen him in the animated series, and then you saw him in Arkham Asylum and stuff like that, or the Arkham games. But uh, to see a cre- uh, a man that's Half man, half creature like that, and hopefully chomp down on somebody's yeah, yeah, face. Yeah, he's pretty intimidating. <laughs> it's going to be pretty cool. Um, keep getting back to TV shows. What are what are some of the other TV shows that you're really into? Uh, right now, lately, I've been into mainly Better Call Saul. I've been trying to catch up on Gotham. There's just so many shows <laughs> out there that are really good. Uh, Daredevil. I started watching Daredevil. I'm about halfway through that first season. So. Half halfway through Daredevil season one, which uh, I mean, both seasons are just amazing. And but the season one, uh, you you get a lot of Charlie Cox as, as Daredevil, which is awesome. But I think the real standout was Vincent Vincent D'Onofrio as the Kingpin. Yeah, yeah, and he's been great so far. I, I'm impressed with that show. I had high expectations because I heard so many good reviews, and it's been great so far. So, did you plan? Are you planning on giving Jessica Jones a try after that, or have you already watched it? I haven't watched it yet. I heard that was a good show too. I need to get around to watching that one. Yes, I, you know, personally, I loved it. I thought uh, uh, the show was great. It's it's definitely a different feel from Daredevil uh, because she's a private detective and she she's doing this this job of having to deal with her own interpersonal demons and then also an actual demon guy. Well, not he's not a demon, but he's her demon. You know, he, her her personal devil uh, uh, chasing her around the the, 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 the city the cityscape. Um, did you, did you know, did you watch, do you watch Dr. Who? I haven't watched Dr. Who. <laughs> well, no, so many people have told me it was good and I just haven't gotten around to that one either. I mean, obviously there's a lot of history to Dr. Yeah, Who, so yeah. there's, there's a lot that you need to get, you do, you need to get to. Uh, but I'm just bringing it up because David Tennant, you know, was a, pr- a previous doctor from Dr. Who, who plays the bad guy and, uh, he plays the purple man in, in Jessica Jones. And once again, I think he really steals the show from, Jessica Jones into the Jessica Jones show, just like Vincent D'Onofrio steals it from Charlie Cox. Yeah, every time he comes Daredevil. on screen, he you just you get that kingpin vibe. Every <laughs> yeah, time exactly. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I don't want to ruin anything for you from that, that first season, but I, I think that you, if you you said you gotten halfway through it, you've seen the uh, him going up him the kingpin talking to the two Russian guys. The, no, the two Russian brothers. I think I'm on episode. Right after he smashes that brother's head in. That's okay. That's that's what the one I was going to talk about. When you see that scene when he's yeah. using the car door to bash that dude's head in, it's just like okay, 
I know who we're yeah. dealing with now. <laughs> yeah, and you see a brutal kingpin that you don't see like on the uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil movie or like in some of the comics that are more PG. Right, or see. or even the the nineties uh, Spider Man yeah. cartoon that yeah. you know, most people would have known the kingpin from. Yeah, you're so used to this big fat guy with a white suit and now you see this <laughs> guy that's like a mobster and he's brutal. He's just straight up almost psychopath like yeah. I mean, he, he keeps such a calm face through almost everything and then he's able to use the car door to just decapitate a person that's that's pretty crazy yeah <laughs> um so other than uh like wrestling or there is there anything else that you particularly geek out at if i don't want to have to use my own catchphrase oh, horror movies horror movies i love so, horror movies so okay what are some of the, the classics that have uh, influenced your life the Evil Dead. The Evil Dead. The Evil Dead is is pretty awesome, you know. Uh, listening to uh, Sam Raimi talk about those earlier days and in interviews and stuff is just it's pretty incredible of how how they got that first movie made or how they tried to get that first movie made. Yeah, it was crazy how they got that first movie made. <laughs> I think it was shot on sixteen millimeter film, and it, that first film was. It almost seems like. Evil Dead Two is kind of a reboot of Evil Dead One. A lot of people say that, but it's really not. Oh, there is a completely different story in there. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. but I mean, you can see that they were like, "Oh, we have more money. Let's let's see what we can do with uh, a little bit more money on yeah. this story." Yeah, yeah, you kind of see almost a a repeat of some of the stuff from the first movie, but then it gets even better. <laughs> and you got that over the top gore that it's just crazy, but it makes it really good. So did you get to catch uh, any of the TV show, the Ash vs. the Evil Dead? That I don't have stars, so I haven't been able to watch that. I've been wanting to watch that. So, I saw the trailer. It looked good. <laughs> I, uh, I I particularly don't have stars either, but you know, I was able to... <laughs> I, found, I found a way, so maybe I'll be able to, to pass that along to you. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to see if I can get that. <laughs> uh, no, very good show, though. So that, I think the first season's only like, what, like six episodes? No, it's actually like twelve. Twelve? Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, there's there's quite a, there's quite a bit of episodes. Um, any, any other ones in particular? Are you just a fan of like? I'm a big fan of zombie movies. Okay. I really love uh, Return of the Living Dead. The okay. Old 1985 movie. Right. Yeah, that's one of my favorite <laughs> zombie movies because it's got everything. It's got it's got the horror part. It's got the gore, and then it's got a lot of kind of dark comedy in it. It definitely does. There's a lot of parts where you, you just know that they were they were going for uh, a very, um, I guess, dark laugh. I guess is the best yeah. way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, I think it, to me that's one of my favorite movies. It's, it's <laughs> a personal favorite, and I thought it was great. You know, if you go back and watch it now, and you've never seen it before, you might think it's really cheesy and uh, like the effects kind of suck. But it's it's a pretty cool movie. So, what do you think about the the idea of the resurgence of the of the zombie genre in the last ten years? I mean, when 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 uh, Walking Dead came out, you know, it was already there was already the remake of Dawn of the Dead, and uh, I think Zombieland had already come out. So, how do you feel about that with the the respect of the old zombie movies? I thought it was pretty cool to see a lot of people getting into zombies, but then it got to a point where it was just over the top, and they were just they were taking that old school zombie for granted. You got that old school zombie that moves slow. He's gonna eat your brains. You know, he's gonna tear you apart and eat your all your whole body and your skin and everything. But then now, like you got zombies like on World War Z mm-hmm. that they're just running full speed and stuff, and it's like that's not a zombie. <laughs> What happened to the old Romero zombies, you know, that are walking really slow and stuff? It, it's just, some of the stuff, it, it just kind of got ridiculous with zombies. 
Right. I, I, you know, like uh, you like you're saying with World War Z, uh, the fact that they're working together like to make those piles so that they can get over the wall. Yeah, they're making like towers and stuff. <laughs> or even. Uh, uh, what was the warm bodies? The rom com zom, you know? It's the they would uh, come back to life at when yeah. he starts to feel love. It's like you're taking the the zombies genre and you're just kind of you're, you're they're, they're manipulating it so many different ways that it's it's almost getting uh, uh sarcastic in its own way. Yeah, yeah, that that's it's true. It's getting sarcastic, and it, some of the movies that they're coming out with now, like the zombies, don't even seem scary. <laughs> You need um uh oh what was what's the guy's name that was in uh, uh from Dust Till Dawn that made all the old zombie movie uh, special effects uh Tom Savini Savini thank you so you need him to come back and make some of those uh his classic zombies yeah thing. but I mean Greg yeah. Nicotero does a pretty good job of yeah he does yeah right? yeah his... the the Walking Dead special effects are great. Right, but then when you go off to see all these other movies coming out, they're all using CGI. There's no actual fake blood that they're using, so <laughs> it's all CGI stuff, and it kind of it it's kind of disappointing. Yeah, so it's kind of almost better to go back and watch the old stuff again. <laughs> uh, that's what um, was with uh, the Walking Dead. You know, as a zombie, I mean, that's what I think is great about the Fear of the Walking Dead is because you actually fear the zombies again. Whereas in The Walking Dead, you don't fear the zombies. They're kind of just background, and it's the other people that you have to fear. So fear The Walking Dead is that, you know, you still have that rush of zombies could pop out of anywhere and, and get you. Yeah, and all these people on fear, they're all unarmed because they're just barely starting their whole <laughs> their whole thing out. So you got them picking up rocks or whatever. Like on, on this last episode, they were on the beach. They picked up a rock to smash one of the zombies' heads. <laughs> And so, in, in the regular Walking Dead, you wouldn't find a character walking around without at least a knife on him. Yeah, they either got a knife, <laughs> some type of other clubbing weapon or something. <laughs> or a machete. Yeah. Or, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely the, the difference between the two shows and how, and yeah. how uh, you can you can see. Um, that how, kill scene that they had on Fear, though, was pretty cool with the uh, the motor on the boat. <laughs> where they chopped up that that walker that was in the water. That was that was pretty good. That was pretty, that good. Was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, I was just afraid that I was going to end up like tearing up the motor and they were going to be able to go anywhere. That's what I thought, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they played it off pretty well. Um, so, with the state... Uh, now, I haven't actually watched any wrestling since I, I went into college. So, it's quite a bit of ways. But, like, every once in a while I'll still, uh, you know, jump in there and just see if I can watch an episode or not. I just don't know any of the characters anymore and I think that's the, the way that I, I can't get into it anymore. But do you have the network? I don't. You should get the network. So it's it's a pretty much a throwback to your childhood because you can you can go back and watch all the old stuff. Uh-huh. You don't have to watch the new stuff. Okay, I mean that's uh, what exactly do you get all with the network? You get all the pay per views if you want to watch the recent stuff. You could get all the old pay per views if you want to go back to nineties, eighties. You can watch all the old stuff. You can pretty much just go on the search bar and type in any wrestler's name, any match name, and you can just look for whatever you want to watch. That's a, that's pretty incredible. Um, I mean, obviously. The McMahons know what they're doing. They've kept yeah. this business going for quite a long time, and any time competition comes up, they they kind of buy them out. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. absorb them. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that. I, I always found that the idea of the network to be very fascinating because uh, for the I, I don't even know what the what's the price of the the network. It's only nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine for yeah. a month. They, their catchphrase, I think, is uh, 
nine ninety nine were better than Netflix or something like that. So <laughs> well, that's definitely cheaper than yeah, Netflix. Yeah, and if you you get to get the pay per view for free too off of that. Yeah, so, every month instead of paying the sixty bucks a month to Directv or whatever cable provider you have, you get the the pay per view for nine ninety nine. You can stream it on whatever device right. you have. Wow, that's that's pretty incredible. So uh, with with I mean I don't we don't need to turn this into a commercial for the WWE network, yeah, but yeah. Uh, the fact that you, I, I keep seeing that they have all these. Uh, original programs and like uh, was it the Edge and Christian show? And yeah, they got original programming on there. And then what's exclusive to the network right now is NXT. Okay, that's one of their top shows right now is NXT. You got all the either indie wrestlers or their brand new rookies that are just learning the the business. But you you got better matches on there than on the actual flagship shows like Raw and SmackDown. See, and that's uh, NXT was something that very much fascinated me because I remember the first season of Tough Enough. Hell, I even uh, tried out for it. Oh, uh, did you? I did. I sent in a tape and I, I tried to go to an audition, but they didn't have them in Phoenix, so I didn't. I didn't get to make it. But uh, I did send in the tape, and the funny thing was is that uh, I remember uh, watching that first season, thinking that would be the best part. Would would seeing how these new 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 and upcomers uh, have to work their way around in a ring for the first time, and that's what it sounds like NXT is. Yeah, yeah. In NXT, you get nothing but wrestling. And it, actually, if you're interested in the the out-of-the-ring stuff where they're building themselves up, they have a show on there called Breaking Ground. That's pretty interesting. It shows them building themselves up on the on the behind-the-scenes part. Like their personalities yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, it shows them working, you know, working going cameras through, and stuff. Yeah, going out through their whole day, learning how to do promos and all that stuff. See, then that's one thing that I've noticed about like in the in the few episodes that I've watched uh, of wrestling in, as of late with like Roman Reigns, he doesn't quite get in front of the camera that much and talk. He kind of just always is beating up on somebody or getting yeah. beat up on. Yeah, right? and uh, the thing is with Roman Reigns, he's got uh, he's not good at promos, so <laughs> that's probably why. That's probably why. <laughs> so how? I mean, how? I mean, so. If you think about it, because I mean, when I was watching in, in high school and college, you know, the guys who were super popular, the ones that could play up in front of the in front of the the camera. I mean, the the cold the the stone cold stunner and the rock bottom aren't very technical moves. I mean, just about anybody can do them, but they they were able to play it up in front of the camera and play it up to the audience and and, and ad lib and and be very uh, spontaneous and, and charming. I mean, entertaining. So what, how is it that Roman Reigns has gotten to the point that he has? I think what they did with him is they pushed him to the top too quick. Oh, okay. When he was part of the Shield, he was great. You know, he was an asset to the Shield. But when he was on his own, he wasn't good on the mic. And right away they were trying to, they were pretty much force-feeding him into everybody. So they pushed him up the ladder too quick, and nobody liked that. <laughs> they weren't satisfied with that because at the time when they were pushing him up, they had others like Seth Rollins. They had Daniel Bryan. They had other big stars that they weren't pushing. So, and, and thus, just because of the the pure push from uh, the company, uh, he was able to make it to being, you know, the number one champion or whatever you want he's to call like, it. He's been, th- uh, I think, he's three time champion in like the last three months already. And that's that's which, pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little over the top. <laughs> uh, I talking about. Uh, is Daniel Bryan? I, he's the one that just retired recently yeah, because of yeah. uh, medical reasons, right? Yeah, medical reasons. Uh, um, he retired, I think, in January. Yeah, I think I saw that episode when he got he got very emotional in the ring. Yeah, he did. 
That was a. Uh, it seemed very. I mean, it's it's definitely a different show from when I. I mean, I guess the, what was it called when I watched it was the Attitude Era. Yeah, the Attitude Era. So I mean, it was definitely. You wouldn't think of a lot of people breaking that fourth wall of uh, talking about them real selves inside the ring. Uh, now it seems like very much so is 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 incorporating story with real life. Yeah, yeah, and that's where I think they're going wrong with it too. With some of the, their guys are. They're letting them show their emotions on screen because you got a heel, like for example Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. He he came out of NXT. He's like six foot something, huge guy, and he won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Well, after the whole thing, he's supposed to be a heel. He's staying next to the trophy, almost crying. He's almost in tears, but he's supposed to be a bad guy. Right. So, letting them show emotions like that on screen kind of ruins the character because you're supposed to buy into this guy's a bad guy. Right. And you look at this guy crying, and you're like, ah, uh, he's not a bad guy. And I mean, for something like a, a, a battle royal like that, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I hope I'm not ruining this for anybody or or stepping out of line. But I mean, I assume they pick beforehand who's going to be the one that that ends up winning the battle royal. Yeah, and usually uh, that's what happens with with wrestling matches is someone gets put over they let them know in advance and exactly so why is it it would seem weird for him to get so emotional when he already knew he was gonna win well it was his debut and it was at wrestlemania okay i guess that i give you that i mean yeah i can see why but when he's supposed to be a heel it kind of throws off the fans because he (laughs) uh, if you don't watch nxt you don't know who he is right so how are you supposed to buy into this guy's a heel when you you first see him crying next to a trophy (laughs) That's a, and it's very interesting with the uh, the whole heel and and babyface. To me, it didn't, it almost seems like they they don't do that as much anymore. To the point where it it it, it, it more people are, are cheering on the heel than they than the babyface like they're supposed to. Yeah, and that's actually what happened at WrestleMania. That's what I um, on Juan's podcast we were talking about that where we had Roman Reigns as a babyface, but then we have Triple H as a heel, and everybody's cheering the heel, and then you got Triple H who's supposed to be a heel, but then he's running NXT, and in NXT he's a babyface. So how does that work? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't see. That's. I think it's it's. Uh, once again, they're 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 blurring their boundaries between the 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 two different worlds, and uh, whether or not it hurts them or helps them, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it's hurting them because they could do so much more with that whole Triple H being in charge of NXT because he's so over in NXT being in charge because of the things he's doing that they could even build up a feud to where Vince McMahon's jealous of him and it creates a family feud. Right. That, that would I mean, and they love to have their family feuds in that yeah. in that show with the <laughs> with the McMahons. Um, did you happen to catch a YouTube video called uh, uh, "Wrestling Isn't Wrestling" with uh, Max Landis? No, I didn't. So Max Landis is this uh, is a writer in Hollywood. I don't know if you if you know particularly who he is, but he he's also recently a director. But he he wrote the movie Chronicle. He wrote the movie American Ultra. Uh, there's a new movie coming out called Mr. Wright that he's written. Uh, Victor Frankenstein that was with uh, James McAvoy and uh, and uh, and Daniel Radcliffe. Any of these movies sound familiar? Victor Frankenstein does. Okay, well he he he's had a YouTube channel for a very long time, and he's he he's kind of internet you know popular or or, pay, or more to the point internet unpopular. A lot of people like to get on there and just and flame him and stuff. But uh, he did a video a long time ago called the the death and return of Superman, 
where he got different actors to kind of portray his drunken retelling of the death of Superman. And then he did the same thing with uh, uh, Wrestling Isn't Wrestling, where he talks about the rise and then eventual uh, plateauing of Triple H. And it's a very funny video, and, he, and he's very passionate about wrestling. He was even at, he was actually at WrestleMania. You see him; he's behind uh, the the announcer desk. He's got this like rainbow color hair and stuff, but he's there. I have to go back and look at that. Yeah, he's there. He's he's, he's a very big fan. Uh, so it, it's you if you give that video a check uh, a check uh, or check that video out, it's it's very interesting what he has to say about Triple H. Okay, I have to look that up. <laughs> um, on on YouTube, it's it's up to my knees is what his YouTube name is. But uh, other than that, I mean, there's just uh, a lot of... What comic books are you reading? I know you said you you read some comic books too, right? I have old comic books right now. I haven't got any new ones. I've been trying to catch up on old stuff. I'm always so busy. What what is it? I mean, do you do do things outside of work that, that, you know... Outside of work, I do nothing but either work out or whatever I have going on that's either at home or whatever. But I try to catch up on shows or whatever outside of that okay i mean just you know busy man in general just yeah, busy. yeah <laughs> yeah uh what 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 books was it that you used to collect in that you what were the superheroes that you really connected with i have a huge collection of the old marvel team-up comic books okay and i'm really into the punisher it's uh-huh. one of my favorites the punisher and batman well then, I, I hope you can get to that second season of Daredevil because they did yeah. a really good job with it. Yeah, that's what I've heard, and I've seen <laughs> pictures and stuff, and I I really want to. Well. Uh, speaking of Punisher, then of the three movies, did you like them? Did you think that there was one particular person? I that... liked the one with Thomas Jane. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you said that because Thomas Jane was my favorite. Yeah, it, it's a good movie. Overall, it was great. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to see more violence. How Warzone had. Exactly. So the violence in Warzone was great. That it was. was that was the Punisher. <laughs> but overall it was a great movie. I was hoping they would have made a second one. Well, you know, for the longest time Thomas Jane was attached to making that second one, but then uh, you know, eventually I guess they wanted to do something and he said he didn't want to do that. So Yeah. yeah. Actually have you seen Dirty Laundry? I have. Actually I was there the day that he he debuted at San Diego Comic Con. I interviewed him. It was okay. pretty awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's a great video. It that, is. That almost seemed like a Punisher too, right there. <laughs> it really did. So I mean, yeah, the idea that he was he was set to do things like that. He when I interviewed him, he talked about how uh, when he was studying up for uh, for Punisher two, he'd be watching all these action movies, these ultra violent action movies, and his daughter would fall asleep in his lap. And she, and apparently at some point she couldn't get to sleep in her own bed unless there was an action movie and gunfire going off in the background. So I mean, I just you know he was he was dedicated to the role. He wanted to do it, but apparently whatever it was that he argued with Lionsgate is just it didn't get made. And I'm hoping they do that Punisher show that they were talking about doing on Netflix. Yeah, with John Bernthal. Yeah, yeah. You know, when they first announced Shane as <laughs> as as the Punisher. Uh, I, I I I had my reservations, but I, I he he definitely did a great job. That's so what I've heard. To it, yeah. yeah, yeah. When I first saw that announcement, it kind of threw me off a little bit. I didn't see him as a Punisher. <laughs> but no, yeah, he ends up doing a, a, a spectacular job. So I can't wait to to hear you get to that, and maybe maybe we'll get you back on here so you can yeah. talk about it. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I want to say is a Blade series. Not like that one that came out with a while back. But right, because that was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see more violence in it. Um, 
not so much comedy like the I mean the Wesley Snipes comedy that he does is is funny, but I'd rather see like a, a more brutal Blade series. You know what's funny is that I think uh, I'm probably one of the the least or not I, I I'm in the minority because I really like the third one. Blade Trinity is like my favorite out of the three. It was different, yeah. It was, it was pretty <laughs> cool, but it I don't know. They kind of they ran its course. They ran its course after a while. Right. I mean, and, and it focuses more on the other characters instead of Blade. Yeah. Too much, and I and I understand that. But uh, and and don't get me wrong, I love the other two too. Like they're, I think they're spectacular movies. I think all three of them are great. Just I just happen to like Blade three more. Yeah. And uh, I've heard that they've, and I don't think this is true anymore. Because I think they they want to do a blade a uh, a blade series TV series uh, on Netflix again, but I think at one time they were supposed to be that uh, Wesley Snipes was going to come back to have a daughter, and she was going to be the main Daywalker or something like that. I didn't hear about that, but I did hear that they were planning a Blade Four. Oh, really? And that was years ago. And the reason why they didn't make it is because of Wesley Snipes going to prison for his whole <laughs> his tax, tax evasion. Yeah, his tax evasion stuff. Yeah, well, but then, you know, he would have been perfect to do it after he got back out because he needed a lot of money yeah, to pay off yeah. of those taxes. Uh, that's, that, and that's, that's very funny. So um, I can't, I can only imagine that they, they will do something with that property because I believe uh, New Line has let it lapse and Marvel Studios has it back now. So expect to see him show up in something soon. Yeah, and what I was really hoping for in one of those movies was seeing Morbius in that movie. He's in the deleted scene in the first movie. I saw that, yeah. You can't really tell it's him, but... You can't, yeah. Really, yeah. yeah. The only reason you know it's because they said it's Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is a very interesting character in itself. He's a, a living vampire. He's the idea that he got uh, a, a, a mutated... His DNA mutated to that to the point that he needs blood is not the same as the, the vampires that are already dead. Yeah. Yeah, and it, he'd be a great character to see on Spider-Man, too. It'd be a whole refresher for the whole Spider-Man series. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they're obviously going to do three more Spider-Man movies with uh, this young Tom Holland in it. Yeah. So if you, unless they're going to repeat with uh, Goblin, Sandman, and, and uh, Venom and all these other characters that we've already seen, they're going to need to come up with new character, their yeah. new bad guys. Like, uh, the first movie, apparently, the Homecoming movie, the big rumor is that it's going to be the Vulture is the bad guy. That's what I'm hearing. They have uh, what's his name from Batman? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah. that's the the rumor is that Michael Keaton will play him, and I mean that's fine with me. Particularly the the character I want to see is is Craven the Hunter. I think he would be a, a great bad guy. Yeah, and, we haven't seen him, him either on screen. He was great in the animated series. Exactly, and and to the idea that he's not going to have anything that's super, super extravagant in technology. He's literally just a man who hunts and he wants to take on what he believes is the ultimate prey. You know, hunting down Spider-Man in the big concrete jungle of New York City, I yeah, think it'd be a great, yeah. a great movie. Yeah, and that was great seeing him on the animated series, doing all that <laughs> stuff, jumping around all the buildings and stuff. And exactly. So, I mean, there you go. You have that, and then you have Morbius in another movie. You, there's so many different rogues and, and villains in, in Spy- Spider-Man's universe that uh, we you definitely need to see more diversity instead of just the Green Goblin again. Yeah, yeah, just like the uh, Green Goblin they had in the... The original uh, movie with the whole Power Rangers suit. Yeah, exactly. That he was with Tobey Maguire. And yeah. Ringo, yeah, exactly. We don't need to see. Uh, we don't need to see that again. Um, I think we talked about it earlier with uh, with uh, other uh, with uh, Civil War coming up. What did you think about the Doctor Strange trailer? 
I thought it was great. It looks like it's going to take the approach of the comic book. It's got that feel where it's sticking to the storyline. You you see that scene where he's in the hospital with his hands wrapped up. Like he's had that surgery on his hands after getting his nerves damaged. Right, in the car accident. Yeah. Yeah, so it looks like it's going to stick to the comic book. I'm hoping. Which is, <laughs> I think, is, is incredible. I mean, the, yeah, the idea that they're going to stick to the comic book, mean, which they've done, I think, pretty well with all their other Marvel properties. It's the, the DC side that usually decides, eh, yeah, we yeah. can go a little bit different than, than what's already on the comic book. Yeah. But, uh, obviously, yeah, the, you're right with him getting into the car accident. He's, he's sitting there looking at his hands, and he's like, he can't be a surgeon anymore. Eventually having to go look for the ancient one or someone to, that will cure his hand so he can be a doctor again. But then finding out there's something more to life. And when you see that punch that the ancient one gives him and it knocks his soul right out of his body, I mean, what did you... Uh, to me, that was the best part of the trailer. Yeah, yeah. And it actually reminded me of that animated movie that they did a while back, the Doctor Strange animated movie. You know, I don't think I ever watched that. That was actually a really good movie. Yeah? Yeah, it looked a lot like what the trailer does. Well, there you go. I mean, they obviously uh, are are keeping to their roots to the point that you know they even though if you've already seen it in the tra- in the in the animated movie, they're we're gonna see a, a better or you know live action version of it in in the, in the movie, and it's just it's awesome. Obviously, yeah. I actually heard a rumor. I don't know how true it is, but I heard that Doctor Strange was gonna make an appearance in Civil War. I wouldn't doubt it. I, mean, I, I wouldn't doubt it either, but I I think it's highly unlikely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the fact that you are, they already gave away that Spider-Man is going to show up, and then we see the scene where, he, uh, at least a scene where he shows up in, in the trailer, uh, I wouldn't doubt that they would keep something to themselves for, like like a Doctor Strange showing up, or, um, you know, they've constantly said that the Hulk isn't in this movie, and Thor's not in this movie, so who knows if, you know, they, they snuck something in where these guys show up. Yeah, and I I can see him showing up maybe in one of the movies later, like on Avengers for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't see him showing up on Civil War. There's just too many characters already in yeah, there. There really. I don't is. think they're going to get enough screen time. <laughs> uh, and I think that I think for the most part, and I have no idea. I mean, I can't wait. This uh, as as of when we're recording this, uh, we are three weeks away from the movie coming out. Uh, I can't wait to see what it is that uh, they do, but I think what you're going to see more of is just is, is really going to be uh, the confrontation between Tony and, and Cap and how they constantly are, are at each other and then, and then going to recruit other people, and I don't think the other people are going to get as much screen time as, as particular as Tony and Cap. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Black Panther. We haven't <laughs> seen him yet, so he's going to be great. No, exactly, and I think, there, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, payoff from... Age of Ultron when uh, the Hulk went through and, and either that was supposed to be Wakanda that he destroyed or they were fighting, that him and, and Iron Man were fighting in or a neighboring city or, uh, of Wakanda, you're definitely going to see a lot of uh, uh, res- consequences that come from that, from that. Yeah, yeah, I think we are. How, how of the Marvel Studios movies, what, what would you say is your top two, top three? Top three? Um... I would have to go with Winter Soldier was actually really good. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Um, the first Avengers was pretty decent, and Iron Man. The first Iron Man was good. Oh, you know, the first Iron Man is the one is the one number one. I mean, for me, it always has been, and I just think one it 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 creates this whole world. 
And then two, John Favreau, I think, made a perfect movie with that movie. It's just like literally beat by beat by step is just keeps you engaged. You know, you know who the good guy. Well, that's it's almost what you don't know who the good guy is. You know, Tony Stark is is somewhat of a dick. He's a, he's a, yeah. he's a bad guy. He's making weapons, and then he just he just happens to have this turnaround when he gets uh, he gets captured. So it, you see the redemption of his character, and then. Uh, the struggle of his character. So I just that that movie is is always going to be number one for the Marvel movies. Yeah, and then never seeing Iron Man on screen before is just it's great seeing him finally, and you're so into it, and it looks so great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think with the other movies, it was kind of taken for granted. Like, okay, we've seen Iron Man fly around before. You know, what are we going to see now? Exactly, you're right. And that's it's like uh, we've already seen that. It's nothing yeah, spectacular, yeah. and this is a man flying around in a suit of armor. Yeah. Uh, what I liked about uh, Captain America's Winter Soldier is that it, I think that's when they first started to do this idea of uh, they don't need to be just superhero movies anymore, and, and that was really a spy movie. I mean, the idea of that movie is that uh, you, you, could have, you could really put a Jason Bourne in there. You could put uh, Mission Impossible, you know, Tom Cruise in there, and it would, it would be the same idea. You don't really need to have Captain America, but it's still a Captain America movie because you see all the iconic scene yeah yeah it was a captain america movie but it almost seemed like it was more of a shield movie it, exactly in which is shield is their spy organization of the marvel u yeah so it was, it was it was awesome to see the 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 idea that that comic book movies can be more than just comic book movies and origin stories and, and stuff like that yeah so because yeah. and, and from the sounds of it you know just about everybody's tired of origin stories. You don't like. You don't want to see the origin of Spider-Man anymore. You don't want to see the origin of Batman anymore, even though you still have to apparently put in the scene where Batman's parents get killed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it seems like everybody wants something different. They want a new story. That's and they're taking a good approach with Civil War. Yeah, and exactly. I mean, even though with an introduction of a new character like like Black Panther, you, you probably won't see too much of his origin story until you get to his actual movie, his yeah. standalone movie. Yeah. What did you think of his suit? I like that sleek black suit that they showed him. Oh, in. I, I love the suit. I think it looks amazing. And the yeah. fact that uh, you can see, you see him uh, catching up to Bucky on the, on the motorcycle and outrunning Captain America just made it seem that much awesome, you yeah. know, more awesome. Yeah, it seems like at nighttime he'd be so in the shadows that you can't even see him <laughs> that he wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't even detect that he was around yeah yeah <laughs> and there's that the one scene where he's he's got his claws over the the shield that almost looks like he's like might be breaking into like clawing into it to, to the yeah point. that yeah. was pretty cool which you know brings up the, the idea that because the shield's made of vibranium and more than likely his claws are going to be made from vibranium because he wakanda is the place that has all the vibranium uh who which one which will one of them beat out the other I could see his claws maybe doing some damage to his shield. That would that'd be pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, with uh, Suicide Squad and uh, Captain America: Civil War and um, Doctor Strange, we also have uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. The a movie that yeah did yeah you like I, the first I saw one? the trailer. The first one was pretty decent. Uh-huh. It was more. Directed towards kids, I think. I, I definitely felt that. I way didn't too. really like the look of them. Like they, they try to make them look more realistic, but it was, it seemed too much like a Michael Bay movie. Like <laughs> I'm, I was thinking Transformers the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it didn't help that they had Megan Fox in it. Yeah, and you're used to like the April from like the animated series that had the short hair, the yellow. What was like a one jumpsuit or something? Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, and she just she didn't seem like an April. Yeah, I think with the, the whole the, one of the biggest faults with that movie was that that it became the April O'Neil movie instead of yeah. being about the turtles. It's all about her and her backstory and. Who cares? Yeah. And, and then when you see the turtles on screen, it's like, what is that? Is that an old, green, wrinkled man? Or <laughs> I did like the idea of them making each individual one look different than the other one. But I do get what you're saying. And the Like with the, the lips and the, their noses and all that stuff, it was just yeah. very strange looking and very off-putting. Yeah, it but, was. But the movie was, I, I definitely feel that it was made for kids uh, this time around, which... You know, you can't fault it because, I mean, when the cartoon first came out, when we, I, I'm assuming you're around the same age as me. I don't want to talk about it though. <laughs> uh, you know that it's all for kids, but the first, the original comic book wasn't for kids. It was very dark and it was very, uh, very much uh, uh, violent. So why is it that they ended up having to go back backwards again? Uh, I think this new movie. Mm, I think it all goes back to money. Oh. <laughs> they're looking right. into making money. They don't want it to flop, so they're they're easy target as kids because they can put out a toy line and even make an animated series that they'll probably like. So. You're right. They they'll definitely the the thing is about with kids movies, you always get at least two tickets. You get the kids ticket and you get the parents ticket, and uh, you know that all gets to go to profit. Yeah. But uh, toy wise, I have just, I just I have just as many adult friends that collect toys. <laughs> I collect <laughs> plenty of toys too. So there you go. So I mean, uh, I that I think that's that's hilarious on on their part. Um, but this new one, this this new one coming out with the introduction of uh, of Casey Jones being played by Stephen Amell from Arrow, most famously, and then kang or krang the the alien inside the the robot yeah i mean they're obviously going back to the the old cartoon yeah and then you got a uh, bebop and rocks and bebop and rocks exactly so it's almost i mean they're definitely making these ones so that the parents that are going with the kids are obviously the parents that grew up with this the the old cartoon yeah so yeah. I, I i think i have more hope for the second one than i did for the first one I think I think the second one will be better. Just some of the action scenes I saw were a little bit over the top when they're like going down that snow hill or whatever it is, and mm-hmm. they're jumping all over the place. Like, <laughs> it seemed like they're a little bit over the top, but I can see it's more fantasy than but then, than, yeah, anything else. Yeah. So that's uh, there's that, and then there's um, uh, Independence Day Resurgence. You big Independence Day back in the a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of Independence Day, but I did like the original one. Okay, the very first one was great. I, I'm assuming this is going to be a sequel. Yes. So it, it's been what, like 20 years since the original uh, one? 1994, so yes, just over 20 over years. Over 20 years? <laughs> I think they waited a little bit too long to release a sequel. Because you, you're going to have a huge audience that probably hasn't seen that first one. And they're going to be thrown off by like, what, what's this movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. There's going to be a lot of explaining that you have to do yeah, to new audiences yeah. and stuff. And I hate when you go to a movie and people have to explain stuff during the movie. And it, you know, it interrupts a movie for you. It definitely does. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, I, I, I don't think it's going to be a very good movie. Per- personally, at least I'm not looking, I don't have high expectations for it. I think with the way that uh, the movies are now, with all their spectacle and all their... Uh, uh, Transformers and you know aliens for uh, Avengers and stuff like that. It's not going to be anything spectacular anymore. Yeah, and I, then when you think of Independence Day, you think Will Smith. <laughs> exactly, he's not even going to be. Yeah, in the movie. I was expecting to see him on the trailer. <laughs> 
you know, instead he made uh, Suicide Squad, which yeah. I'm okay with. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's it's it's, it's very much uh, the point that it's a, it's a cash grab at this point because it seems like everything this past two years is all. Hey, do you remember the '80s? Do you remember the '90s? Yeah, we yeah. like things from there. Let's go ahead and remake some of those things. Like uh, Jurassic World to me was just Jurassic Park remade. Yeah, with yeah. a lot of uh, you know, or like they have extra uh, stuff that wasn't needed. Yeah, Power Rangers coming out. That's right, and they got Power I'm Rangers. I'm a huge coming. Power Rangers fan, but I don't know about this new stuff. <laughs> I mean, I I I was I was the I probably wasn't a big fan of the Power Rangers back when uh, it first came out, or at least in the, in America. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did like that um, that YouTube video that came out that made them all look a little darker yeah, and a little bit more. Yeah, that was pretty more. cool. I think that was pretty... I mean, obviously, they'll never make something like that because it's it's a show that's yeah. aimed towards kids. But yeah. uh, Well, if you watch the old Japanese stuff, the original stuff, that mm-hmm. stuff was pretty violent. Really? They actually killed each other on that show. <laughs> well, th- there you go. I mean, th- there's obviously an audience for it then. It would have been it would be nice to see more of that uh that video. Yeah, yeah they really it. toned it down when they brought it to America. <laughs> yeah, it, there's a lot of violence in that original Japanese show. That's 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 pretty cool. I have to go and check some of those old yeah, ones out. Yeah, you can probably then. find them on YouTube. I, I wouldn't doubt it. You can find there's about anything yeah. on there. <laughs> uh, you know, we're coming up on an hour. Has there been anything in particular that you wanted to talk about? No, nothing in particular. Like no. I'm, I'm super glad that you were able to join me on this and and, and participate. Uh, uh, I, like I said, I heard uh, you as being part of the Knights of, of Wrestling, and I thought it was, uh, or the, at least the guest on that show, and I thought it would be great to have you on here. Uh, do you want to throw out your Twitter handle or your? Uh, Instagram my handle? Instagram is Zombie Hunter eighty nine. It's Zombie Hunter eight nine, and my Twitter is One Soul One Hate. You can follow me on there. Always posting stuff. Well, I'm not too active on Twitter. I'm more active on Instagram. But I'm I'm glad you had me on here. It's my <laughs> second podcast, so I was kind of nervous. But, um, oh, you did I'm, great. So I think you, you know if you want yeah, to do more, yeah, I'm hoping I can come back and do more. <laughs> definitely, if you'll have me. Yeah. Oh yeah. When we, when we have roundtables, I'll definitely have to include. Yeah, you I those. love the wrestling podcast. I mean, as you can see, I talk more about wrestling than anything else. <laughs> no problem. Uh, there you go. Zombie Hunter eighty three. Eighty nine. Eighty nine on on uh, Instagram. And obviously, he talked about how much he loved about he he loves zombie movies. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> uh, as for myself, I'm at agent underscore of the underscore bat on Twitter. Uh, you can find me there most of the time. Talk to the rest of Geek Elite at, at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, Geek Elite Radio on Facebook, and GeekEliteRadio.com is our website where we have a lot of the archived podcasts that we've done in the past. Uh, but other than that, if you want to go ahead and help me with the with the with the with the, with the sign out. It's, uh, if you just, I'll get to it. <laughs> uh, other than that, I just want to say this is Hey Mitch on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying always remember to geek out. Geek out. There you go. <laughs> we now return you to your regularly scheduled program.